Why is this church being hit with criminal charges just because they're keeping their doors open to serve the community? Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard and this is First Liberty Live. We are here in Bryan, Ohio, and we're at Dad's Place. So this is Pastor Chris Avell, who's uh, watching over this congregation. Hi, Chris. Hello. I just want to talk to you about the work that you do here first, and then we'll get to the, the problems with the, with the criminal charges that have come up against you. First, tell me about Dad's Place. What's, what's this congregation like? Um, well, it's a congregation of people who love Jesus from all walks of life and... Um, we have people who come to the door who've never heard the gospel, and uh, we share the gospel with them, and we have people who've been following Jesus for years. So we're a church, and we're here to do Christ's work. So that's what we are. Not that long ago, you decided the best thing to do is to keep the doors open 24 hours a day. Why'd you make that decision? Well, God had put it on our heart before we even opened, before we even started Dad's Place, um, and it was just the right time. We were getting more and more calls in the middle of the night for someone who had a need, and uh and some other things going on, we just prayed about it and said, now's the time. This is the time God has called us and he'd equipped us to be able to do it. And so we opened up 24 hours in March of 2023. And to be clear, it's not a shelter in that there aren't beds here, but it is a place for people to come in out of the weather and just a place to be safe, right? Yeah. Uh, my Lord says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. And not just rest as the world gives, but rest for your souls. And so... Um, we thought, hey, what a great thing that people can come in 24-7 and experience the true rest that only God could provide. I was alone for a long time after my husband died and we lost our house because I didn't have it. I was living on $365 a month after my husband died to support my son and I. And um, we were alone and then we got, came in here and now we're not alone anymore. That's one of the things. The other is that uh, at one time, I was living in Columbus, near Ohio State, and a man came in to rape me, dead to rights. <laughs> but, you know, God told me what to do, and I was fine, but I, the fear built in. But here, I'm not afraid. I can sleep right here. The door is unlocked, and I know that the, the brothers here will, won't let anybody touch me. Most people go to church on just, you know, Sunday and then... They hardly ever see the people the rest of the week, so it's nice to be able to come back and actually get to know them better, as opposed to just seeing them every year ago, January 3rd, we were walking the streets of Bryan, Ohio, um, mm -hmm. and uh, basically... Cold. Cold, broken. Pouring rain. And um, we like met... the first night out on the streets in a, in a, a broken down container. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we met, uh, met with yeah. Pastor Chris and uh, found... Not only our spiritual leader, but found God in the process, and it has been—I um, don't even know how to say it. It's this it's has been a blessing. It's a blessing, and it's a family, mm -hmm. and um, it's, it's been a very amazing year. Uh, it's been very ups and downs, but God's doing His thing, and uh, we are here 100% full force in respect for Pastor Chris. You so walk in these saying. doors, you come as you are. You're accepted as you are. You're welcome. You feel welcome. It's it's a church, but it's a family, and you immediately get that connection. You know what I mean? It's different from just, I grew up in churches my whole life, and I lost my uh, walk with Jesus for a long time, and coming back here was the first time I was actually able to realize that I turned my back. Jesus didn't turn his back on me. I turned my back. 
and the trials and tribulations that I was going through, Jesus was there with me the whole time. And he brought me here in these doors to realize that and to see that. And without coming here to dad's place, I would have never reconnected that. And I would still be very lost. And I've, I've been around dads since 2018. And it, it does wonders for people. I've seen so many different things happen. I've seen lives change. And without Chris and this place, and mainly without the man upstairs, God himself, I mean, it it would be rough. I have no real connection with my five adult kids, but I've got family here. Not a few, but everyone who's here, whether they're the newest one who came through the door or whether they've been here, as Robert said, for the entire time. And God's presence is just so unmistakable. Where would these people go if, they, if it wasn't open? They'd be out on the streets. I mean, yes, they can go in their cars, but it's not the same as being inside out of the cold or, you know, where else would they go? And something I've heard you say that, that really stood out to me, and it's simply this. When we say worship in the modern church, we think of drums and guitars and, and keyboards and singers and all that. But you go back to a verse that says what true worship is. Tell me about that. Yeah, taking care of widows and orphans. And it's very clear in Scripture, you know, uh, there's this, in Scripture, Jesus says um, to some of his followers, he goes, hey, you know, when I was uh, a stranger, you let me in. When I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. Um, when I was a prisoner, you visited me, all these things. And, and uh, man, I, I just, we give gifts to those we love. And God gave us the greatest gift when he sent his son, Jesus, to die for us. And uh, I want to give him good gifts. And that's the way I can give God gifts. That's the way I can worship him is by um, caring for the least of these. And that's what he said. He said, anything for, you did for the least of these, you did for me. And so this is about me worshiping my God. This is about me uh, showing my love to Jesus by doing what he's commanded me to do. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And so that's what we try to do here at Dad's Place. Okay, let's get into the legal part just a bit. And I've got Ryan Gardner here, who is an attorney with us at First Liberty. I'm going to drill him here in just a moment. So your time is coming. <laughs> but first, tell me about uh, when the 18 criminal charges showed up. Uh, give us a, a picture of what that was like when suddenly someone came to the door and said, here you go. Well, I actually would have preferred it came that way originally because I didn't find out about it till a, a friend had called and said, hey, what's going on at Dad's place? And I, I, I was embarrassed to say, I'm like, I, I, what do you mean? And he goes, well, it's in the front page of the paper. Uh, you're <laughs> being charged with 18 charges and kind of laid down. I said, well, I'll get right over there. I don't know. And so it was quite embarrassing. But um you know, I, I'll tell you this, as you talk to Ryan here, God is so good. And he answered a prayer because my prayer, I don't know what to do with this. You know, I don't, I'm not a legal guy. And, uh, but I prayed that he'd send me some legal counsel that knew him and loves him and, and, uh, and would be praying for me first and foremost. And God delivered. That's what he does. So very, very I'm thankful good. Ryan's here and Jeremy, Lisa, and the others of the team. Yeah. Ryan, let's talk about this from a legal perspective. This, it, on the face of it, if I were just a news reporter, it's, it's a zoning dispute. But there's so much more going on here than that. There's absolutely so much more than to a simple zoning dispute here. I have never seen a pastor get criminally charged. I'll repeat that again just for emphasis. Criminally charged with just doing the work that the church does, caring for the needy, loving those who have no one else to love them. 
and, and seeking and saving the lost. That is all that Pastor Chris is trying to do here. But the city doesn't want him to do it here. The, 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 to the city, the people here are the problem, and these people here need to go somewhere else. That is what this is truly about at the heart of it. And, and, and the key to me, and today is we're here, temperatures in the 30s, we had snow overnight, more on the way tonight. The alternative is to say, oh, instead of being here within the safe shelter of this place, and I, I'm using shelter in the broad sense, but a warm place to be, they're saying, no, you'd be better off on the street out in the cold. That's exactly right. If the city has this way, Pastor Chris is going to be in jail, and, and they want these people on the streets because they have nowhere else to go. The city keeps saying, take them somewhere else. Where are they to go? Uh, Pastor Chris has a great relationship with the homeless shelter that is right next door, but the thing is, is that that place fills up. And when that place is full, where are these people supposed to go? There is nowhere. And the city isn't doing anything to help these people out. And so if the church doesn't step in to do that, who's going to do it? What's First Liberty doing with this case? We are going to fight for Pastor Chris all the way on, on this case. What the city is doing here is unconscionable, and it is trampling his rights under the First Amendment, federal law, Ohio law. So, there are so many different levels of, of violations here, and, and it is completely unlawful what the city has done. And they have made it their mission to humiliate and harass this man all along the way. We talked about him being served papers. We at First Liberty tried to save him from even having to be served. We, we were in discussions with the city to waive service. But instead of talking with us, his attorneys, the city went around our back and served Pastor Chris on Sunday morning as he was coming in to preach the gospel. And on top of that, they tried to deprive him of counsel. This morning, we were at the courthouse at his arraignment. Twice, the city prosecutor tried to force Pastor Chris to go to court without the representation of counsel. Hmm. Uh, what's victory look like? Victory looks a lot like what's going on here right now. Dad's place is open 24-7 and is able to love those who need it most, to care for those who need it the most, and, and most important of all, share the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Chris, I have to ask, I, some people would say, you know, why don't you just do services on Sunday? You don't need to do all this. Why is your heart in this? Why do you care so much about the folks behind us here? Well, I, I sincerely believe we're commanded to do this to our ability. And so churches all over the country, including here in Bryan, Ohio, do this. And, uh, you know, but this is what God has called us to do and equipped us to do. And I, I don't believe it's an option. I believe it's a command. And, and I love God, and so I keep his commands the best I can. I'm a sinner. We all fall short of the glory of God. But I, I, keep, I keep it the best I can, and, uh, and, and this is who we are. We're a family, you know. Um, these are my brothers and sisters according to Christ, and, uh, and so I treat them like family because we are family. Anything else you'd like to share before I let you go? No, just a reminder because it's important to me that I love my city, um, this is our city. We love our city. And we know, we're a church, we know our battle isn't against flesh and blood. It's against the spiritual powers of darkness in this world, those governmental authorities of the enemy, let's say. And, and, uh, and so, but I'm thankful that I have counsel like Ryan and Jeremy and Lisa and others who are here to uh, step in and fill that gap with things I don't know how to deal with, right? Because God sent them as well. God uses all people. Um, and uh, so I'm real thankful to have some of these guys here. I really appreciate it. Well, we are honored to work alongside you. We're going to fight for you, with you, in a, not 
not fight with you, but fight alongside you. I want to make sure I say that right. You know, I don't want to get in a... Sometimes I need to be beaten up a little. That's okay. I know for real. So, so we're, going to be, we're going to be fighting alongside you all Thank the you. way till we win this thing. So we're very proud of you and the stand that you're taking. We're going to be with you the whole way. If you'd like to keep up with this case, I encourage you to do two things. One, uh, would you subscribe to First Liberty Live? We will keep you updated as we go along on this case and, and the many others that we do. And also on firstliberty.org, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, the First Liberty in Insider. And in there, uh, you can read about all of the cases, but we'll also give you updates on this one as it goes along. First Liberty is fighting for what matters most.